Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be. It's me, your pal, Junk Man, back to annoy your asses. Yeah, seriously, annoy your asses with another exciting episode of Junk Man Radio. Thanks for being here, and thanks for supporting, getting ready to rock this his house. I know it's been a while, but uh, my thanks to our good friends here at OC Sound Studios in Anaheim, California, your one-stop shopping for recording your band and rehearsing or Doing whatever you want to, podcasting perhaps, maybe a lot of other things. But anyway, glad to be back in the driver's seat. Took a little time off, but I am back to rock as that's what we do here at Junkman Radio. Got a lot of new stuff, got a lot of tasty older stuff or whatever. Just a big mix, and it's all coming to you from my personal collection. Just know that going in, so hallelujah for that, huh? (laughs) You know, it is holiday season, so... A little hallelujah wouldn't hurt anybody. So let's start the show out rocking the way that I love to do. And you too, with Crocus. It's Junkman Radio.
Junkman Radio. Yeah, baby. Doing some rocking and rolling. Get your show started. That's what we do anyway, so you got to expect it, right? <laughs> Rival Sons, and one of my favorites from them all over the road. Saw them recently right here in Anaheim, and they actually opened up with that particular song. But if you've never seen Rival Sons live, I highly suggest it. They're, uh, they got what it takes, man. You know, and I've been saying this for years. And it's funny because, you know, the fact is, Junkman Radio, we try to bring you the newest and best in rock and roll of all different kinds of rock. You know, there's metal, there's this, there's that, there's all kinds of different things. And um, on regular radio, I've noticed, they're just a little late to the dance with so much stuff. And I was listening to our local rock station here, and they were talking about like the new band, <laughs> Rivaled Sons, who have been around for quite a while, I got to tell you. And uh, they just keep getting better and better and better. And that particular track right there, uh, you know, the holidays, uh, when I'm broadcasting today anyway, is uh, kind of close to the holidays. And uh, all over the road, you might want to think about once or twice before you put a little, uh, get a little inebriated and then go hit the road in your car or hovercraft or whatever you're using these days. You know, just be safe out there. Hellbound, before that, that was brand new from Buck Cherry. Man, sounded great. They've uh, got a couple of new members of the band and hit the road and uh, hit the ground running, I might add. This record's great. True rock and roll band, Buck Cherry and Hellbound. That kind of goes along with that whole, you know, all over the road thing during the holidays, you know? Kind of keep that in check, if you would. Want to see uh, and hear from all of you guys for years to come. Uh, I played Montrose and Rock the Nation, the opening track of that particular album, which came out in 1975, I believe. But I think maybe before that. No, it's maybe 73. <whistles> wow, it was a while back. Uh, I remember opening up the album, and that's the first track on the record of that classic release featuring the as then known as Sam Hagar on the vocals and it just completely blew people's minds and still continues to do so but that one probably my favorite track and it is the opening track on the record so rock the nation with that cowbell bam I played a new one from Cheap Trick from their latest Boys and Girls and Rock and Roll says it all right there doesn't it and then started things out with Crocus and Hallelujah Rock and Roll from uh, one of their latest ones. Uh, it could be their farewell, I've been told. I don't know. This was all during lockdown when all this stuff was going on. They were going to tour. Of course, that got canceled and all this other stuff goes on. But uh, just a great rock and roll record, that particular one, with Hallelujah Rock and Roll. Great way to start a show, huh? I do believe. Hey, I'm Junkman. And I bring you all kinds of rock, and I'm glad you like it. I've been getting some emails from people that really, truly dig what I'm doing here. And that means everything, you know. So check out the Junkman um, Facebook page, Junkman Radio, I should say, Facebook page and uh, Instagram and all the other things like that. And uh, tell your friends all about it because that's how you do things these days from the ground up. Hey, uh, I'm excited about this. Coming up in February, a lot of new rock releases coming up in 2022. And that may be when you are listening to the show for the first time. Who knows? But uh, 
Scorpions. Yes, the German rock machine. They're returning with a new record. And uh, the record is called Rock Believer. And it'll be out at the end of February 2022. And uh, it's going to be awesome. I have a new track from it. That's right. Brand new from Scorpions. You're hearing it first right here on Junk Band Radio. This one is entitled Peacemaker. Crank this up. Brand new from Scorpions on Junk Band Radio. Peacemaker.
Hey, Keith, it's Ricky. Hey, man. Hey, bro, I just wanted to say, we've come a long way since Jerry Lee. Rock and roll ain't dead. It's just lost in its mystery.
Junkman Radio. It's all about the rock and roll. And yes, the world's greatest rock and roll band, the Rolling Stones, right there. With Star Star, also known as Starfucker, from Goat's Head Soup album. Uh, man, I just recently got the remixed uh, Goat's Head Soup record, and it sounds amazing. Of course, with some extra tracks that are just really, really cool. I played them here before on Junkman Radio. Hope you uh, got to hear them. But uh, yeah, I'll play some more sometime. Just got to see the Stones recently in Los Angeles, and that was always a treat. Um, sad to not see Charlie Watts, the late Charlie Watts, of course, on the drums. But Steve Jordan just kicks ass, man. He's such a great drummer and uh, was the perfect guy for the tour, you know. But uh, it's interesting. I love what the Stones are doing on their tour. They're like they're posting on their on their uh, social media pages of Mick Jagger like hitting the town at the local spots. Like uh, recently, they were in Austin, Texas. It shows them at this bar in Austin, Texas, or by the river, kind of hanging out, drinking a beer. You know, it's great. I love that. And Mick, seventy eight years old, you would never know it because I'm telling you that band. Is incredible, especially Mick, you know, just seeing him out there doing his thing at his age, just ageless, you know, so, but uh, lots of fun. All right, I started that set out with a brand new one from the Scorpions. As I mentioned, that record comes out in February on the 25th, I believe, of February, and it's called Rock Believer, the name of the album. That particular song was called Peacemaker, and a good title for a song, on, especially in these times. Uh, Diamond Head came out with a brand new record, uh, not brand new, but, you know, maybe about a year or so ago, and they did a great version of one of my favorite Deep Purple songs called Rat Bat Blue, and I just had to play it. I've been thinking about that song and that great, uh, Richie Blackmore riff of which he was so good at coming up with and, uh, always been one of my favorites, but they did a bang up version of that song. And that was what I played for you right there from Diamond Head. I played Ricky Warwick, who was another one with a, uh, a record that came out last year, a really good one. And that song was called You're My Rock and Roll. And I like the way they have uh, the beginning of it. Uh, you know, he worked together with my friend Keith Nelson on it. Keith, you remember, uh, for a long time was a guitar player for Buck Cherry. And Keith uh, is on the phone with him, you know, Talking with them in the beginning of, but uh, a great song called "You're My Rock and Roll," and I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, speaking of rock and roll, Alice Cooper and his Detroit Stories album, and "Rock and Roll," the Lou Reed song from back in the day when, uh, man, a lot of people have covered that particular song. That particular version and the Mitch Ryder version are probably my favorites because they're both very similar and feature guitar player Steve Hunter on both of them. Good stuff. Little interesting little tidbit for you. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, and again, Rolling Stones finishing up that set with Star Star. All right, I'm Junk Man. And yes, more music for you. Brand new music, I should say, from some of my favorites. I've bragged and I've talked about and played from the three albums that Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators have come up with. And so much great material from them. Man. Uh, I'm so excited that they're coming out with a fourth album. And yes, the name of the album is Four, and it'll also be out in February. But I have the lead track from it, the first 
single, so to speak, from four, the brand new one from Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. And here it is. So get ready to get blasted. This one's called The River is Rising, new from Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators right here on Junkman Radio. Crank it. Well 
Junkman Radio, wrapping up another set of uh, some cool rock and roll, as I always do, right? Isn't every set a, a set of cool rock and roll here at Junkman Radio? I, I'd like to think so, anyway. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, just got a text from somebody, too, that uh, said he listened to the show for the first time and really, really dug it and loves what I do. But I guess that's everything, right? That means everything to me. Uh, outside of, yay, huh? we want to syndicate you. <laughs> All right. Um, great set featuring uh, some new music, some uh, tasty other music that maybe not quite as new, but all right. Try to mix it up a bit. But uh, started out with a new one from Slash and Miles Kennedy, or Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. And the River is Rising from their brand new one entitled Four, which will be out in February 22. And uh, looking forward to that. I got a, um, a stream of the record, and I'm telling you, man, they have continued to put out the best music of, e- of either Slash or Miles's career, as far as I'm concerned. I like it. I just I love every track that they come out with together. It's a great pairing. I uh, went way back to 76. And Sex Pistols, pretty vacant. Just felt like hearing some Steve Jones guitar. And uh, some, of course, the uh, Johnny Rotten. It's, he's become a bitter old man, absolutely. Um, 
as you knew he would, right? I mean, Johnny Rotten, you know, here he was, this cranky kid. Ah, everything sucks and fuck you and this and that. And now he's like, well, I've got my mansion over here and a really nice house on on uh, Venice Beach, and I can't go outside because of all the homeless people. Well, you know, you've come pretty much full circle right there. And according to me, he kind of looks like a circle these days anyway. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sex Pistols featuring a cranky old, um, or cranky young at the time, Johnny Rotten. Dirty Honey. Oh, man, the coolest band on the scene right now. And uh, from their first record, The Wire. That's such a great song, as is everyone on that record. They're just, uh, they continue to blow people's minds. And they're, people are starting to open up and realize, wow. There's a new generation of rock bands that really kick ass. And that's basically what I'm all about here at Junk Band Radio. Just if there's any doubt, just know it. You're going to hear this stuff here, and I'm going to be the guy telling you, all right, open your ears and open your eyes. You know? The 80s have ended. (laughs) Rock is back. I saw recently that even uh, Machine Gun Kelly said the age of the rock star is still going, even though he was the spokesman for it. So, hey, you can take what you can get these days, right? (laughs) My boy's Little Caesar from the Redemption album, which is incidentally being remastered and re-released. It's a great record. I highly recommend it to any of you that really like this style of rock and roll, of which it just, it's in my blood. And a great track off that called Witness Stand, which is if you pay attention to the news these days, is uh, is uh, pretty pretty timely <laughs> on their part. But a great record. Yeah, the uh, Redemption came out in 2009, and they've remastered it and redone it, and it just sounds great. But I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Another band that I'm all about, um, I've described them as this generation's Leonard Skinner, uh, a band called the Georgia Thunderbolts. And they're awesome. Just a great southern rock band that I really am looking forward to seeing. I'm going to see them uh, in a couple of months and really looking forward to that. A great song called It's All Right. The video of that just kind of reminds me of how I grew up. And just uh, you just go look it up on YouTube. You dig it. But a great song called It's All Right. And I finished that set with Storyville, Uh, a great song called Born Without You. And that came out eh, maybe about 15, 20 years ago. Uh, Storyville was an all-star band at the time. They combined a lot of people from a lot of different bands, including Double Trouble, Stevie Ray Vaughan's band, bass and drummer. Um, Tommy Shannon and Chris Layton were on drums and bass in that band. And the great soulful vocals of a gentleman by the name of Malford Milligan. And uh, they were awesome. Just great band, and it did, they lasted two albums, and that was, you know, everybody kind of went uh, to different things. Uh, guitar player uh, David Lee Holt has been uh, recording a bunch of things, and just, you know, they, they, they've gone different ways, but I think they may even actually get together sometime every now and then. I'll have to look into a little bit more about them, but uh, I love the band, and I love the music, and Born Without You, one of my favorites from them. So hope you dug it. All right, that's a set of very... Cool junk band radio style rock and roll. Hey, it's Junk Man. And on the phone with me, I have an old friend of ours. 
He's not that old, but anyway. Yeah, he's an old friend of ours. You know him as the guitar player for Armored Saint for uh, the band DC4 with his brothers and uh, many others. I got uh, my buddy Jeff Duncan. How you doing, dude? Good, man. Good to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, glad to be able to to be able to catch you on a day off. You're a busy guy. You got a lot going on. And congratulations on lots of new releases, man. You've been a busy man for the last couple of years. <clears throat> yeah, you know, um, I'm really glad that, you know, um, been able to get some stuff out there, all things considered, you know. But uh, but we, you know, you got to keep going, man. Can't stop, you know. People people need the rock, man. And I got to make the rock, and I got to play the rock. So, and you do that's it, what we do. You do it quite well, and have for quite a while. I mean, it's just it, there's so much product to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, uh, your mates in Armored Saint came out with this awesome studio record uh, last year entitled "Punching the Sky." And now you've come out with a live version of uh, the 1991 symbol of Sam of Salvation, live. Um, tell us a little bit about that. It's it just came out recently, right? What was the? Do you know the exact release date of that? I think it was. I believe it came out on the 28th of October. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, this is brand yeah. new. And uh, what what possessed you? I should say possessed simply because I, I ran out of the proper term but uh why now to release a live version of symbol of salvation um well um we had done that tour back in uh i don't even you know timelines are all screwed up now but we did that a few years ago you know we had done a tour of, of symbol of salvation live and um we did just to kind of backtrack a little bit the reason we did that was because when, when Symbol of Salvation came out, um, it was um, really weird timing, but it has always been one of our most critically acclaimed records. Mm -hmm. And because it came out in, you know, 1991 and the musical climate had changed, um, we didn't feel that, and we felt this way for a long time, that that record got it to do. And a lot of the Armored Saint fans felt that way too. And, and it's had oh, continued to get, to get acclaim and, um, all of that good stuff. And so we felt um, that it was time to, you know, revisit that record and go out and tour the whole album and not only give the fans what people were asking for, but um, to give that record kind of a, a new breath of, of fresh air after the fact and to kind of reclaim um, those songs. Cause you know, remember that, a lot of that album was written by, by Dave Pritchard. So those songs were kind of a swan song for him. Um, and his, you know, unfortunate passing when we lost them. So, um, there were a lot of reasons and we, we put a lot of work into that album. There was a lot of, there was a great spirit making that record. There was a purpose to make that record. And, uh, again, the musical climate just kind of made it maybe not what it could have been in terms of, of, um, you know, what a cool album it is. So, so we went out and did that tour and, you know, to revisit that record and kind of, you know, reclaim it, so to speak. Um, and uh, we had um, video, there was some video and recording of some shows, you know, in, in Europe, in Germany and in um, New York at the Gramercy Theater. Um, and it was actually going to come out a bit sooner, 
Um, but there were just some technical things that had happened and uh, that needed to be addressed with um, the audio and, and some of the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as it turns out, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. So the timing is, is cool for it. And it's a nice thing to put out there. And that was really the reason that not only the tour happened, but, but putting this out, kind of giving it, giving it its due really. Now were the usual suspects, uh, involved in it in terms of production. Now it's, it's on metal blade records and you've worked with mm-hmm. them for, since the get go, as far as I know. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, aside from the band's three albums, uh, that they put out, um, you know, before I was involved in the band, right. you right. know, the, the first three records on Chrysalis, but yeah, other than that, it's been metal blade for the majority of the band's existence. Now in terms of engineering the live album, like, um, tell us a little bit about the people that were involved in doing that production wise and things. I don't have a physical copy in front of me. That's why I'm going to ask you right here, you know, just to, just to let it know. I know you work with, uh, with a lot of the same people. You guys have been very, very dedicated with, uh, with working with engineers and people like that. Um, was there anybody that you used differently this time around for, uh, for like the transfers and the, you know, go from the, the live sound to the, to the recording studio? Well, I really don't remember um, <laughs> who recorded, who actually recorded those live tracks. I don't really remember. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as the mixing and so forth, you know, that was um, uh, Joey, Joey Vera. Right. Um, uh, so, uh, but as far as who recorded, I don't remember. Because, you know, remember that, you know, some of it was recorded in Europe and some of it was recorded in New York. So it was definitely different people that did that part of it. I don't know who they are, um, but I'm positive it's in the liner notes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. That's what I said. I don't have a physical copy with me, but yeah, if you go to Metal Blade Records, you purchase this particular record, you will know all the answers to the question that I'm asking Jeff right now. So <laughs> Yeah, which, which, I, which I actually should know, but well, I do not. <laughs> not always, you know, you get enough stuff to remember as it is, you know, it's like the ultimate <laughs> trivia contest, you know, it's just, uh, you've got so much of a body of work and we're going to be talking about quite a bit of it today. I, I wouldn't expect you to remember every last bit kind of, I know Joey would though, right? <laughs> well, Joey would definitely know. It's just a matter of, you know, what, uh, you know, you're on the, you, when you're, when you're out doing shows, you know, you pay attention to, yeah. uh, you know, when are we going to eat and, uh, yeah. you know, taking a shower in time and showing up and being ready to, <laughs> to do a good show and that kind of stuff. So I didn't take note of that, unfortunately. Well, this is recorded at various spots on the tour, as you mentioned, right? It's been recorded, part of it is recorded in New York, part of it is recorded in Europe at different spots, correct? Yes. Um, yeah. Did you Do you have a favorite track? Because I really want to jump right into this, dude. Um, tell us a way to start out with this and tell us a little bit something about the particular track. I mean, I've got the... I've got everyone available, but uh, tell us, just, you know, give us a tidbit on information and just, just pick out a track first off. You be DJ for a moment. Well, you know, it's a tough one because uh, to me, Symbol of Salvation is kind of like, uh, it's kind of an island unto itself. To me, that album always was a listen all the way through kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's so, it's so cohesive and it's so musical and, um, you know, uh, so picking a favorite track is kind of hard because it's just a whole piece to me. But um, I would say right off the bat, um, one of my favorites is um, the 
title track symbol of salvation. Okay. Uh, cause that, that was one of the first songs that I collaborated with, um, with Dave. Cause I was in the band with Dave for a while. Um, some people might not know that, but I was, um, and I did all the demos for symbol of salvation. The original demos for that record were me and Dave on guitar. Wow. Um, so, um, I would say that track, cause that was one of the first that was, you know, where, you know, I had come up with the main riff and the, the verse part and then it turned into a song. And plus it's just, it's just a cool tune, you know? Yep. So I would say that's definitely one of my favorites. Cool. Well, let's blast it out again. This is from uh brand new live album, symbol of salvation live. It's on metal blade records. And it's uh, it's the latest from Armored Saint. We're going to play the title track for you right now. And we'll be back with guitar player Jeff Duncan in just a moment. It's Junk Band Radio. Symbol of Salvation! Tell me what you plan to be 
live in the fucking subways like some weird fucking creature. What was the name of that stupid movie? It was... I don't know, four letters. I remember from the 80s. It was cheesy. But you live in the subway. Come on! Guitars. Live, absolutely live. <laughs> not not yeah. a lot, not a lot of overdubs. I would imagine too, right? It is pretty much what you what you hear is what you got, right? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Wow. That's the uh, you know, uh, Armored Saint has always been you know a, a live band first and foremost, I think. And um, over time, I think I think we've managed to capture the energy and the spirit of the band on record. Well, um, en- much more. Energy is huge with this band, especially you know your singer John Bush. If you can't, if you don't come away from a, a show fronted by John Bush, completely pumped up with your energy level at an all time high, then there's really something the matter with you physically. That's just, hey man, he, that's all he, I can he's say. One, he's one of the best in the business, man. And, and yeah. I tell you what, he he gets he only gets better with age. I mean, he's, yeah, he's something. He's something else, man. He's he's one he's one of the he's one of the best in I agree. my opinion. Now, how long have you guys actually known him? I mean, you guys go back to like almost boyhood, don't you? I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. much. You guys have known each other a long time. A very long time. Uh, yeah, I met the Armor Saint guys. Gosh, I'm going to say it was probably 1984. Yep. Um, back, uh, my former band back in the 80s, Odin, um, we did a lot of shows with Armored Saint back in the club days. And, you know, we were all, you know, 18, 19, yep. very, very young. And, and uh, we did, uh, we played with Armored Saint. We became fast friends. 
And, um, and, you know, I mean, I ended up in the band, but our friendship, um, certainly my friendship with those guys had, um, existed some time before I, I actually became a member. So it was real comfortable, uh, to come into the band because I, I already knew them. I wasn't just some dude who auditioned and got the gig. And right. You were like the natural, people. you were like the natural selection to, to, to take Dave's spot actually. But you said you yeah. one, for a while there, you guys were in the band together. You actually had three guitar players in the band. Well, it, the way it worked was, um, you know, Phil had departed Armored Saint and right. then Armored Saint That's continued on as a, as a four piece um, and did Raising Fear. And then after Raising Fear, they put out a live, uh, the Saints Will Conquer album, um, which is a live EP. Mm-hmm. And I came in around that, that, that point. Um, uh, and after they had done, you know, been done touring Raising Fear and all that, they decided they wanted to get another guitar player again via five keys. And that's where I came in. So I was in the band with uh, with uh, Dave, and we um, we 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 toured. We did. I remember the first thing we did, which was the first real tour I ever did, was uh, we went out with King Diamond, and uh, and did that. And then the band was pretty pretty much concentrating on writing. I think even when I came in, yeah, they were. Cause I remember hearing songs like dropping like flies and, mm-hmm. and rain of fire, uh, among, you know, I mean, there were a lot of songs written for that. So I came in at that point and, um, uh, and then really what happened, you know, I mean, you know, Dave, Dave got sick and I actually had been out. I had left the band, um, for a minute. Um, I had some, my own personal stuff to sort out and, got myself all cleaned up and all that. And, um, which, you know, is still the case today. Uh, and in that time, Dave passed away. So the band was essentially with no guitar players at that point. Cause I wasn't involved. Yep. So when the band reconvened, I mean, keep in mind, you know, they didn't just lose a guitar player. They lost a, a brother, you know? So I think there was actually a period of time there where armor Saint was kind of hanging in the balance. Yeah, I remember, um, I remember a particular time when John Bush was actually the morning DJ on KNAC.com. He and I, <laughs> during that particular period, I think it was, uh, he uh, he was doing all kinds of different stuff. He was he was doing voiceovers, and he was DJing, and he was doing a whole bunch of, you know, other yeah, things, too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, the, the, you know, the band was hanging the balance, and then they decided, um, and they had contacted both me and Phil about coming in and being the guys, because I think that they really couldn't see it as being anything other than, you know, people who were, they didn't want to bring any strangers in. They didn't want anybody right. involved in Armored Saint that weren't, you know, familiar, you know? Right. Um, so, so in fact, you know, to break the myth right here and right now, I never replaced Dave. That, that wasn't the case. If anything, uh, Phil and I came in, came back to the band um, as the guitar players of Armored Saint. There was never any, I mean, you know, Dave could never be replaced anyway. No. So um, it wasn't as if Phil was there and Dave passed away and I came in. That's not what happened. Okay. We both came back to the band at the same time. And um, Armored Saint just has been that lineup ever since, which is 
really a thing we're very proud of. I mean, all the records and the tours and everything and just being a, a band uh, has been really awesome that we've been able to just, you know, it's not just like, you know, John Bush and four other guys or, right. you know, Joey Vera and four other, you know, so on. It, it's not like that. It's been the same guys. It's been the same members of that band since uh, 1990. Yeah. And that's just, that's just a fact. And, and uh, so, and, you know, this lineup has existed longer than the original one did, wow. but it's really just one guy that's different, which is me. <laughs> so, you know, there's, that's a, that's a testament to, to dedication and loyalty and, 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 uh, and a brotherhood as far as a band goes, I think. It's very rare. Well, in terms of brotherhood, man, and I've always talked to people about this, too. I mean, you've got a band with your own brothers, uh, blood brothers, you know, that, mm -hmm. uh, that, yeah. that you have DC4 as well, too. So you're all about the family, man. You know, I could see... I could see all this, you know, coming together, and it shows just by the way everything is. I know you guys, and so I, I, I love what I see when I when I, when when I see people together, and I see you guys live. You could just tell you just know each other in and out. You know what the other person's going to be doing, and only somebody that's either related or know somebody that long is going to do that. You know, head fakes, you know, you know, cues and stuff like that on stage and all the rest of that sort of stuff. It just uh, you could just see it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 know each other, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But um, <laughs> you know, that's that's what uh, that's what family is. You know, you just you know the the dedication to each other and and, and what you're doing and and the uh, just you know just loving each other as people. You know, it's just it's just so important. <laughs> I think in any situation that you're that you're you're working and you're you're trying to achieve things and all that. It's, it's, uh, you know, a lot of bands break up because of, you know, hatred. Yeah. Yeah. And and we don't have that. We've never had that, you know. Um, uh, the, uh, you know, understanding each other and, and accepting each other and all of that stuff comes into play. And um, what we have, you know, I think we, we, we cherish uh, very much and uh, have no, no desire to screw it up over a personality conflict. You know, well, it's, it's really... Again, knowing you guys for this long too, there's none of this. You know what? There, there's a lot of bands during this particular time period where you guys have been a band that there's so much offstage drama going on, and you guys have never been a part of that. That's one of the one of the reasons why I like your band so much more than most of the other ones is because of that. You know, you let the music do the talking, and that's it. So, and that's yeah. what I want to do yeah, right I mean, now. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, let's let's grab another track. I mean, this has some of my favorite Armored Saints songs on this. Last Train Home, Rain of Fire, Tribal Dance. Pick one of those, and we'll crank one of these up. And then we got even more to talk about. So um, pick a track, Jeff. I got to ask you because I could probably do like you do and just go one through the other. But uh, pick a, yeah, pick a second track. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh... I'm going to skip the hits for right now. Okay. Uh, and let's go with um, Another Day. Okay. Um, which is a song I just thought was so epic and cool. And um, Why so? You know, and it's, well, it, it's one of the, um, it's just kind of one of the other, uh, I think, tones that Armored Saint does, which we can go, we can go soft. And it definitely highlights, you know, the, uh, that, that John Bush is not limited to being just this 
metal screamer, you know, or, you know, rough rock and roll singer. He can, he has a bluesy quality. He has, you know, a really cool um, other side of his voice that I really enjoy. And that song just really, um, you know, the guitar work is cool. The arrangement is good. Um, and, um, and I love the lyrics. I just think it really says a lot, you know. Well, let's give it a give it a blast. Again, you can find this record on Metal Blade Records or any place where you buy your music these days. All platforms, as they like to say. And uh, again, it's just been released in uh, just like a couple weeks ago. And Symbol of Salvation Live. Here's uh, another day from Armored Saint. Crank this up very loud.
Now, is there anything that you did differently from the way you originally did? Obviously, equipment-wise is going to be different, but is there is there anything that you guys kind of messed with a little bit, or did you pretty much play these songs straight to the way they originally were done? Yeah, we stuck to uh, we stuck to the arrangements. We didn't change we didn't change anything. There were a couple songs where we had um, where we were tuned down a bit lower. Um, but other than that, um, no, I see they're all exactly the same. I mean, it was cool too, cause there were songs, you know, from that record that we had never played live. So like burning question. Um, I don't think we'd ever played hanging judge live. Not that I remember anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were, there were tracks that, um, that we had just never, never done live. So we had to, uh, kind of relearn them you know <laughs> uh like what did i do there you know what's that chord yeah and it's been 27 years you know <laughs> yeah and 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 the only time they were played was was you know when we recorded them and that was yeah a long long time ago uh but it all came back and we all worked together on it you know and remember being on the phone with phil or joey you know going hey so is that part that comes in is it this i don't know it sounds like you're missing <laughs> a note so um but we uh but but we got it, you know, and it was uh, um, uh, it all worked out. You know, there was there was no need to, you know, we wanted to we wanted to present the album as as what it is, and and to change anything would have been kind of defeating the whole purpose of what we wanted to do, which was play that record live, and and uh, you know, as I said earlier, you know, reclaim it for what it for what it is, and, and give it its due. So it's fine how it is. It's fine how it is. My ne- my next question about this particular one is now I don't have the so- where each one was recorded. Can you listen to one and say, oh yeah, that was from the Germany show, or that one was from the New York show, or you know anything like that? Can you can you can you tell us, or did you or did you just pretty much have that memorized? No, I don't really. I, I I can't tell the difference. I mean, the only way I could really tell the difference is if I hear the crowd response. Yeah, because the sound. Of, a, of an American audience and the sound of a European uh, audience is just different. It's just a different thing, you know, the way they cheer for you and mm-hmm. how they sound. Yeah. I, if I listen, you know, I listen to the record, I'd be able to tell you. Cool. Well, I mean, yeah. pr- like, for instance, that track, Another Day, could you tell us where that one was recorded at? Don't know. Okay. <laughs> no. I, I actually, believe it or not, I have not yet listened to the album in its entirety. Okay. I haven't listened to it completely completely yeah uh, but i look forward to doing it i know there's some i know there's some copies for me but they're sitting in la so next time i'm out there because as you know i live in vegas now so the next time i'm out there i'll get my i'll get my box of stuff like i do when i go out there you know hey well let's get together box. we'll listen to it together man i'd love to that would be that would yeah. be that would be an awesome afternoon you know so yeah yeah i, I want like to uh, I mean, come I, over to my house and listen to some records <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do that. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Well, again, it's available on Metal Blade Records, which you know Brian and Metal Blade have just continued to be just above and beyond the best. And and so again, here we go. The loyalty thing. They've been so you guys. They've been so loyal to you about coming out with with just great product and support for tours and things like that. Um, I uh, that's another question. We're gonna also talk about your studio album punching the sky 
that you came out with last year, which was one of the, I think it's probably either my favorite or up in the top two favorite Armored Saint records that you guys have come out with so far. I got to say, it was just so well done. And I see the growth in the band after, you know, listening to this band for so long. But a double-edged question or a double-edged statement right there is, one, is that Metal Blade really gets you guys. And two is the fact that you guys just keep getting better and better and better, like you mentioned about John's voice earlier it's just uh mm. man i gotta commend you guys you just you're doing it the right way <laughs> yeah well thanks man i'm glad you dig it and you know i gotta say about about metal blade you know i mean and, and john and i think joey you know and maybe all the other guys you know have come out publicly and said this and i'll say it which is you know armor saint might not even still exist without brian slagle yeah and that's just that's just a fact because and not just armor um, saint a lot of people a lot of people a lot of a lot of people, and it started, you know, with, uh, you know, the symbol of salvation, you know, where, you know, Armour Saint had come back to Metal Blade, and Brian, you know, just just embraced it and got behind it and loved it, and you know, just loves Armour Saint and and the guys, and and uh, we were able to, uh, you know, you know, he pretty much just threw the band a, a, a life raft and said, you know. Here, just go get to where you want to go and has continued to be supportive and you know and i gotta i gotta mention tracy vera too who has been just amazing as far as um you know uh going beyond the call of duty for us and, and the whole staff over there um it's just it's just a really really cool position to be in and we're very very fortunate to have a company like that um, and people like that who just take care of us mm-hmm. and, and want Armour Saint to be what Armour Saint is. And, and you know, we, there's no, like, you know, pressure as far as what, you know, like in, in the mix of the music so much. I mean, you know, like in opinions and all that. But, you know, Armour Saint is allowed to exist how it is. And, and as you mentioned with, um, like, with Punching the Sky or even, you know, uh, the wind, wind Hands Down, um, we were able to, you know, just be where we are at that time and have the freedom to do that. And, um, you know, that's a really great position to be in. So, um, you know, I can't say enough good things about Brian Slagle and, and Metal Blade Records and, and uh, you know, but probably the reason Armour Saint is still here. I mean, or it is, you know, one or the other or both, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just true. Now, uh, living in Vegas, like you mentioned, too, and so does Brian, do you guys get together quite a bit? I don't really see him a lot, you know. He he does a from what I know, he just does a lot of hockey stuff, like yeah. goes to his hockey games and hangs yeah. out. I've, so I've yeah. seen him a few times. We haven't really hung out, not yet. Anyway, you know, I'm doing my thing. He's doing his thing. Um, but uh, uh, I saw him a little while ago. I had to drop off these uh, CD booklets that I had to sign, and I saw him for a little bit. And it's always good to see Brian and catch up. But you know, yeah. Whenever I see him, he always he always has time for me. Now he's like, you know, he's a record executive. They don't always have time for the local DJ or the journalist or whatever they're going to consider me these days. But he always does, and he's just he's always been such a great guy. I uh, I always look forward to uh, whenever I bump into him. So yeah, Brian's cool, man. I mean, you know, he's a self made man, and yep. Uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for him, and yeah, he's he's you know always been nothing but cool to me. 
Always. Here's another question for you, man, about touring. Uh, tell us a little bit about this. Uh, you guys going to be be touring this album, maybe doing the album in its in in its uh, entirety again, or are you going to be uh, just you know doing the whole Armored Saint catalog, you know, in general, or anything like that? Have you got anything planned for 2022? I mean, we're almost at the end of 21, so you know. Yeah, well, um, I don't see us doing an album in its entirety anytime soon. Um, again, we'll see. I mean, hopefully we won't have to wait another 35 years to do something like that. I don't think think I'm going to be around Um, for that tour. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, it just depends, but really I think right now, um, what, what we're most interested in, of course, is going out and supporting punching the sky because, you know, that, um, you know, that album went into mixing of, uh, you know, like March of 2020. I mean, it was just, it was horrible timing, you know, COVID happening and, so, as we all know, you know, uh, it, you know, life just got the brakes put on it. So, uh, touring became, you know, a very uh, hard thing to do. I mean, the music industry got hit pretty hard. Um, so, we're mostly interested in, or we totally interested in supporting that record and uh, going out and doing some shows. Because the only thing we did was we did the live stream from the whiskey, and we've only played those songs really together as a band at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, live so <clears throat> we're interested in that but yeah we're we'll be doing we'll definitely be doing some stuff in in uh uh you know next year i mean there are some things on the table right now i can't really say what they are but but we will definitely be out well, um next go year, to metal blade sure. once again go to metalblade.com and you can find out anything in the or is it metalbladerecords.com right mm, yeah yeah um metalbladerecords.com yeah. or armored saint yeah. armoredsaint.com and you know, all the other media, social things, you know, Instagram and uh, Facebooks and all the rest of those other things too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely be doing be doing shows and kind of be back out there come the new year, for sure. I can say that. Well, as in terms of punching the sky, man, I got, again, I have to commend you guys on such an amazing product for everything about it. Not only that, but the artwork that's on it, too. I don't know. Did you guys get a Grammy nomination for that? Because it was just, it was so well done, the artwork on that thing. I, I think it's probably the coolest artwork ever on an Armored Saint record. Not that any take away from any of the others, but this one just was just so well done. I loved it. But, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's 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 really cool, man. I loved it when I saw it. I thought it was a really cool kind of hybrid of old school Armored Saints yeah. and, and and now, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, definitely focusing on on uh, you know, the helmet, which is the insignia of the band. And um I think it's I think it's just awesome when I saw it, I was like, Oh yeah, and um really cool with it. I mean the artist did an excellent job. Uh <clears throat> and um you know, make for a great T-shirt, right? <laughs> for sure, absolutely. Wear it proudly, man. Um, now, the song really that got my attention—I think it was the first track that you guys released. It's seriously—I call it an anthem for an entire generation. It's called "End of the Attention Span." Can you, <laughs> you couldn't have put it any better than that particular song? Can you? Uh, yeah. Give us a little information on how that how that song was created. Well, there's a, there's a couple of cool things about that song, and. Uh, that being that I remember uh, being in Croatia uh, on tour and Phil coming up with that main riff. And he uh, actually came up with the idea of like um, 
She'll have to tell you the story. I don't remember exactly, but he will. You know, the, the, <laughs> the, yeah, sure he will. Um, the uh, the concepts, you know, the end of the attention span and and, and the whiff, you know, the, the music, you know, uh, um, was inspired by Phil, which was which was really cool to me, you know, like because uh, and and the song has gotten so much attention, and I, you know, I'm really I'm really glad that that you know uh, he he got that, you know, because. Um, I mean, he's Phil, you know, he's, he's a cool guy and, uh, he gets some, uh, gets some kudos right there, you know, and deservedly so, cause it's just a great riff. Yep. And, uh, and the idea of the lyrical content is, is really good. Um, so, um, that's really how that song came about. I think, you know, the, imp- the emphasis of it was, was Phil and that's awesome, you know, uh, and uh, and the video just came out so cool. I mean, I just love that video. That's, that's probably probably the favorite, my favorite video we've ever done. I, I agree. I as, agree. Absolutely. Yeah, it just came out so awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, and I can't wait to play it live again because it's a, you know it's a real rocker, man. It's really fun to play. Now, in terms of lyric wise, you mentioned uh, just slightly about that. Who's who's doing the lyrics? Are you guys writing collectively lyrics, or is that pretty much John and Joey or? Um, tell us a little bit about yeah, your, John your likes, process. John likes the lyrics, you uh-huh. know, um, he'll take, you know, suggestions. And like I said, Phil had mentioned that concept for, uh, end of the extension span, but, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's John writes the lyrics, you know, he's really good at it. And, you know, I believe that, um, and it doesn't work this way in other bands and maybe, you know, uh, they're okay with it, but I think that, if the singer is singing words that he wrote, I think it's more emotive and it's more, you know, they're more in touch with what they're saying as opposed to, cause it came from them, you know? And mm-hmm. plus, you know, I just think John is a great lyricist. Um, yep. You know, he gets a lot of acclaim as, as a great vocalist, which he is, but I've always, always been a huge fan of his um, lyrics. I think he's really good. It's very, um, you know, his lyrics just sound like a really well-spoken person, and I, I, I'm a big fan of that with people in general. You know, um, and and just very, very concise, and he uses good words, and uh, you know, I just always thought he was a great lyricist, I and mean, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Well, I tell you what, he nailed it with this one, and again, I consider it a, a whole generation's anthem. You know, as we know, that's a generation of kids right now that are growing up without an attention span. So, you know, end of the attention span really, really hits it on the head right there. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah it's one of those, uh, it's one of those naked truths. You're like, oh no, not me. I'm not like that. You know, we're all <laughs> guilty of it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's crank it up. Here we go again from uh, Punching the Sky, the latest Armored Saint. Uh, studio record. This is called End of the Attention Span. We'll be back with guitar player Jeff Duncan in just a moment.
wow, that's the one. That 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 was the first one that hit me. It was like getting hit with a hammer and going, okay, <laughs> Armored Saint, I'm back. They're back. <laughs> yeah, like me, I said, it's a it's a yeah. rocker, man. It's a yeah. cool one. That's the one. I, that's the one I'm playing the most on at least on my program over here. So, yeah, I'm all about excellent. it, man. All about it. Um, the other video that you guys did, a, gr- a really cool video on it, and I want to find out a little bit more about how that went and who's making the video, is Standing on the Shoulder of Giants. That's different. It starts out with a very long intro and goes into just it, it, the outdoorsy kind of thing that's going on in the video. Tell us a little bit about the video for Standing on the Shoulders of Giants, which is the lead well, track I, on the record. Yeah, um, um I just I remember we went and we did that um we shot that video. Actually, um John and his wife Tori, they have a uh, casting um company and we did it at their facility. I remember shooting all the video there. Um and uh, I really thought it was cool how it was done as far as, you know, the silhouettes and and all of that, you know. Uh, and you know, it was a different director who did that one as opposed to the rest. And I can't, you know, I can't remember any of their names. I'm so horrible. I'm a bad person, but, uh, but, uh, they're all great. Uh, you know, uh, but that's what I remember about shooting that video. It actually didn't take very long to do, uh, not very long at all. I mean, it was mostly just hanging with the guys and okay, now it's your turn. Go in there and shoot your part. You know? mm-hmm. But uh, the intro but, uh, of that is just so different. You just, you know, it's almost like a, like a Scottish type of intro, you know, or whatever. I don't know where, which way you were going for with that, but it just, it's so cool because it just leads you into, you know, along with the video, it just leads you into this, just this amazing song, you know? And, yeah, that's actually um, real bagpipes. Um, Joey found a, you know, a bagpipe player. I think on Craigslist or something like that. And <laughs> that's I'm how you serious. do it. And um, and the guy came in and, and it's real bagpipes, so it's not like you know a sample or a keyboard right. or anything like that. It's actual real pipes, so that's that's cool. Yeah. And uh, when I got the demos, you know, Joey had done it. I believe you know it was like that. It was samples or something. I'm like, oh, what a cool idea! And I. I always thought that that song just the whole intro just builds in such a great way. It you know because by the time it hits into the verse, it, it 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 has you know just climax to that, and then and then the song climaxes. So it's it's a really cool arrangement on that song. Yep, yeah, I enjoy it. Again, every now and then I'll sit back and I'll watch videos because again, my attention span is not what it used to be, like everybody else. But as you mentioned, but. Uh, I'll sit down and I'll watch some of these things. And that one really caught my eyes simply because it was just to hear an intro like that. I can't remember another Armored Saint song that had something like that. And so it just, you know, it's first track off the record. That's the one I listened to first. But uh, it, uh, again, it just on all points, uh, media wise, you guys really, really nailed it on the head. So, yeah, that's, that's what, that's one of my favorites on, on the record. I would say, I would say that. And, um, you know, missile to gun. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like all of them. You know, but uh, sure. missile to gun. I just remember when I heard the demos, missile to gun and uh, um, and giants really, really struck me. Well, let's give it a spin, man. We'll be back and uh, hear about some more stuff that's going on with you because I know you got a lot, and I want to cover as much of it as possible. So, let's crank another track off of uh, off of uh, punching the sky from Armored Saint. This is, as we were just talking about, standing on the shoulders of giants. We'll be back with Jeff in just a moment. 
Okay. Well, punching the sky. I, I could see about three or four of those songs in a set when you guys are if when you guys eventually do go out and and play a uh, play a show. And I could see definitely those two. And as you mentioned, missile the gun being played live and a few others. I would I, I definitely. I could see it, but uh, man, I'm telling you, you've been so busy. You even got a solo, like during this time, you even put out a solo record too. Um, tell us a little bit about Wanderlust. Uh, well, that was a um, that was a really cool thing. It, it was something I've always wanted to do um, for for many years. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of like you know that stuff, uh, you know, Satriani especially. Um, and I just wanted to do something like that, but I was always like, when I feel like I'm up to the task, I will do that one day. And, um, and it just kind of started happening. I got inspired and I, I demoed all these songs in my little home studio and put them all together. And it was a really cool experience because, you know, when you're writing, I didn't want to write songs that were like, um, cause for those who don't know, it's an entirely instrumental record. Um, but it's, it, um, when you're, I wanted to write songs. I didn't want to just have a backing track with some guy noodling over the top of it. You know, unfortunately there's a lot of that out there too. Right. Uh, but, I, and I didn't want that. I wanted songs. So that was an interesting, um, way to stretch out because the guitar has to be the voice So the guitar has to be the lead vocal. And then when the solo happens, it has to be extra special because you've been hearing the guitar the whole time. So it was very challenging and um, definitely pushing the limit of, of my own abilities uh, to get what it was that I wanted to achieve. And I had the opportunity to do it, which was with my um, uh, partner out here, a guy named Jason Constantine. And uh, I had played him the demos and he had his recording studio and said, let's make the record. And I'm like, well, you know, budget. No, he's like, we'll worry about it later. I love it. Let's record it. And, um, so we just headed on that path. I found a great drummer, um, that I wanted to do it. A guy out here in Vegas named Alex Papa, who was a perfect drummer for that particular thing. You know, I mean, some people would ask me, why didn't you ask this guy, like my brother or, or Gonzo or whatever. And I wanted it to be separate from all that. I wanted it to be its own thing. Uh -huh. I didn't want it to be, you know, uh, and it's a solo album. So, you know, make it a solo album. It's all my thing. So, exactly. um, so I, I, I picked the certain musicians. I played, I played a good amount of bass on it. Um, got a great bass player, a couple guys out here, a guy, Barry Barnes, like my buddy Fritz O'Hara. Um, another friend of mine, Michael Masonette, played drums on the track. Um, and uh, it just all came together actually really quick. It was one of my funnest experiences making a record. Now, did you have everything, uh, did you have everything that you wanted to do uh, assembled before you recorded it? Or was there a lot of this that you decided to put on it in the studio? I had written everything. It had been okay. demoed here at home. Um, it was all, you know, and, and, and I, I had, I really did it for myself to see, to see if I could do it. So I wrote these songs and I played them for my buddy. And I'm like, yeah. And you know, he, again, he was like, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of like my own little mini solo album or guitar record. I made it home. And he was like, well, you got to put it out. You know, let's, let's do it for real. So I was really fortunate. You know, I just happened to, have a good friend of mine who has really amazing recording skills that wanted to, you know, that really loved it and, and, and uh, wanted to, wanted to record it. And, and 
actually making it a legitimate album. And so I got really fortunate. And uh, uh, we have uh, we have since, you know, started our own label and all that. But um, but yeah, doing that record was just something I'd always wanted to do. And, um, you know, selling a million copies of it, it doesn't matter. It's really just kind of like, a, you know, a, a, like a painting for me, you know, something, yeah. you know, just an artistic um, endeavor that I wanted to to do that you know it's kind of like oh i always wanted to you know like if somebody's mainly a you know does pottery and they say oh i want to make a painting it's kind of like that you know uh-huh. i just wanted another another color i wanted to do something else aside from nothing wrong with it but straight up rock and you know metal and all that and what i've been doing my whole life i wanted to just venture out onto something else yeah and, and i love that that's exactly what you've done you've tried there's a lot of different styles on this particular record which again shows your abilities as a guitar player and all the influences you know like the eddie van halens the jeff becks and all whoever else that you've got in this thing that just sounds you know you bring it out and you you channel it in your own way and i really I really applaud you for, for I'm all about diversity and there's a lot of diversity on this record is really what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad, I'm glad that you hear that because it was really not, I wasn't looking to put restraints on myself or, you know, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm known for this or I'm known for that. You know, it really wasn't about that. It was just about playing the guitar and again, you know, stretching out and, you know, cause there's a lot of different things when I'm at home playing guitar, there's a lot of different things that I do and it all kind of, you know, goes into, comes out as, you know, my own individual style, whatever that is. But I play a lot of different sorts of things. There's a lot of other things that interest me as far as playing guitar. But, um, so to be able to lay that all down and put it out there was really exciting for me. And, 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 Again, you know, something I always wanted wanted to do, but you know, to me, it takes a lot of years of playing and a lot of a lot of experience on on, on any instrument to do something like that. I mean, it was for me, it was very ambitious, but um, in the end, I think we captured what it was I was hearing in my head and what I wanted to do. Well, I really, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, the first time where you told me about it, I checked it out and I just I really love it. I love the title track. And wanderlust, which basically sums up just what we talked about. You know, wanderlust means, you know, basically trying different avenues and following your 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 heart and things like that. And I just uh I love yeah, I yeah, love I that you've channeled that. And that's a great title for this, man. So Yeah, Wanderlust, you know, a desire to travel and have new experiences. That's really what it is. And, yep. uh, uh you know, when I saw that it was a uh, you know, I, I there was this card sitting on the table that my girlfriend had and it had a, it was like just a, like a, a card, you know, like a birthday card or something. And it just had a picture on the front of this van driving down a road. And on the top, it said wanderlust. And I was like, that's the name of the album. There that's you go. It. Yeah. Done. Well, <laughs> well, tell us about this particular title track. I mean, is there anything in particular or just, do you want to let the music do the talking? Uh, Wanderlust? Yes. Uh, yeah, well, that was, um, that might have been one of the first ones I wrote. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, I just, I, 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 I wanted to write a song called Wanderlust. And um, uh, I really just kind of tried to capture that, you know, sort of, um, you know, freedom sort of 
you know, driving down a road sort of vibe, you know, um, and, and, you know, carefree and like, just, just being alive and that sort of thing. That's really kind of what I was, I don't know if I accomplished that, but that's what I was going for. I think you did. I really do. Seriously. It's, uh, you know, when you put an idea into a record, you really have to imagine it. And when I when I talk to an artist such as yourself, I want to know exactly what they're thinking because it just definitely makes more and more sense once you listen to it. So let's. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like what I was saying earlier about you know there's there aren't any lyrics. Yeah. So so you're not saying anything verbally, so right. you have to say it with the music. Right. Which so... is what. It... Which is what we're so lacking today, because you know what? That's why you got into music. You're supposed to listen to it, and you're supposed to interpret it your own way instead of somebody telling you. There's so many people that that want to tell you everything about it before you actually listen to it. So listen right. to it, and then use your own imagination on where it's going to go. I mean, I can get guidelines from you, but I want people to listen to it, you know? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, listen to what it's saying. Listen to you know. Yeah, use your use your head, man. So let's uh, let's crank this up because I want to. You know what? I want people to know about this. I want to to people to find out a little bit more that might not have been uh, uh, aware of of stuff like this, which is hopefully what I'm going to be able to do for people. So let's uh, crank it up again. This is from Jeff Duncan's solo record, Wanderlust. It's the title track, and uh, you're going to love it. So we'll be back with Jeff in just a moment.
And there we go. Dude. Um, yeah, you know, my, my last outburst, I was just thinking about that while I was playing, while we were playing the song and I, I didn't mean for in any way to, to think like, you know, I'm, I'm referring to you. I'm talking about like some of today's other music, you know, and there's a lot of quote unquote artists that want to be able to tell people not to think and listen. They want to be able to tell them everything. And that, to me, that's kind of, again, goes back to the end of the attention span with people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have yeah. too much information before they actually listen to something. Is really what I'm, what I'm trying to tell them. So yeah, know. yeah. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to form a a perception of something when you have like you know ten million perceptions being yeah. forced upon you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but again, beautiful job on this record, man. Again, it's, this is one of those records that. You want to have this in your car and you're driving around because, you know, if you're going on a road trip or something like that, this is the perfect record for it. So it's good. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah, I was going to tell you that, uh, like the song titles, you know, some of them came after one in particular is there's a song in there called Evil Knievel. Yeah. And um, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. That was, um, we, there were a couple other songs that I wrote for the record that I did, I didn't, I didn't feel were cohesive. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the end, we kind of needed one more song. So, uh, my partner said, um, well, you don't have a shuffle on here. So write a shuffle. There you go. So I, so I, I created that song, evil can evil in a couple of days and, um, you know, just got in a zone and, and wrote a shuffle, you know, kind of it's a little bit of an homage to, uh, our, uh, our, our dearly departed Eddie Van Halen. Yep. Um, but, um, and then after I heard it, I'm like, okay, because I had to just write this song, you know, I wasn't thinking about a title. So after I heard it, I was like, evil can evil, you know, it's just, it just, I could see him jumping, jumping yeah. cars and, you know, the whole evil can evil thing. Plus, you know, I love you. I'm a huge evil can evil fan. I got t-shirts and hats. I still have evil can evil shit, you know. Yeah, and, you um, live, and you live near Caesar's Palace where he did that famous uh, wipeout over the fountains back in the day. <laughs> yeah. How did that not kill him? That's why he's exactly. my hero, man. That guy was just awesome. <laughs> Indestructible. <Just> brass <laughs> balls, man. But anyway, um, so that's, and, and so I was like, well, not only do, do I see that in my head, but I want to, I want to dedicate this song, a song to Evil Knievel because he was, he was just something else, wasn't he? Yeah, certainly was. I got to interview his son Robbie on my show one time too, and he was an interesting character as well. But uh, yeah, let's, uh, dude. Another question I have about this record: you you did the classic uh, Santo and Johnny sleepwalk on this too, and you just put your own flavor into this, and I love it. I love it. It's probably now my. You know what? Jeff Beck did a version of it a while ago, but I like yours better because it's just got more. You know, he did his pretty much straight up. You've put a little bit extra into it, and I, I I love what you've done with it. So, oh, thanks. Yeah, I always loved that song. I just yep. always loved it since I was a kid. Yep. And um, that happened. That was a separate session, actually. Um, I had this little trio out here called Electric Dynamite, and we did, uh, you know, we did gigs out here in Vegas, and and our rule was we didn't play any songs after 1979. So we did all kinds of cool stuff. So having the opportunity in that band, I wanted to do Sleepwalk. And so we did it, and then we recorded a, a, a demo. We, we recorded it over at the bass player's house on his little digital 8-track. And um, we were able to take those drum tracks 
um, and fly them in. And then I redid everything, everything. And, uh, we were able to have that on the record. It just kind of, it was one of those things that worked out. Wow. It really Uh, did. It's just, it's, I, again, there's, there, it's like making a really good sauce. You know, you've put so much good ingredients into it. You've, you've changed it a little bit from the original, you know, uh, but not gone too far away. And which is what I really like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really, I really love playing that song. You know, I've, I've played it, you know, I've played it on stage a whole bunch of times out here in Vegas. And every time I just, I just really, you know, the melody is beautiful. It's just a, it's a classic, man. It's just a beautiful song. Yep. Well, again, you mentioned that uh, you guys had started a record label. Tell us uh, where people can find uh, Wanderlust and find out how to, you know, find a little bit more about it. Um, order the record, obviously, and uh, all that goes with yeah. it. Well, Wanderlust is available on every digital platform. I'll right. say that right off the bat. If people want um, a hard copy of it, uh, they could go to tonehouserecords.com. That's, uh, that's the label me and my buddy Jason Constantine started and um, that's available on there and pl- all the DC four albums are available on there too. Now ah, that um, was, that was, that's going to be my next lead in. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the solo album is, um, is available on there. Uh, you know, again, if people want CDs. Um, they can request it signed if they want. Um, they can get it at tonehouserecords.com. Cool. And that's your that's your record label, man. That's awesome. Yeah, man. You know, I uh, we uh, you know <clears throat> doing other things outside of Armored Saint is a different animal. And with uh, things I've done, DC Four, my solo album, you know, you run into you know independent labels and this and that, and you know, people say they'll do this and they'll do that, and not to sound like a jaded guy, but just in reality, it's like you know, it just doesn't. It just doesn't go how you want it to go. And I got a little tired of that. And then I thought, well, I've been, I've been in this ball game for a lot of years. I know how to do it. So, and plus I want to own all of my music. So uh, me and my buddies just, you know, I kind of presented it one day. I'm like, Hey, let's start our own label, you know, and let's, let's create something where, where we can, we can help other artists get their stuff out there and we're not doing it. We're not doing it to, to, to make a bunch of money or something. It's not about that. It's about giving people, you know, whether it be young bands or older bands, it doesn't matter. Just giving them a safe place to go to get their stuff out there. You know, we're not, we're not signing people to big contracts. We're not, we're not recording people. It's just somebody has their record. And a lot of times they don't know what to do with it. It's like, okay, I finished this album. Now what do I do? Right. Right. What we do is we provide an avenue for them to have their stuff put out there on all the digital platforms. We do a consignment on CDs or we can make CDs and we do a very, you know, our, our cut on that is extremely small and it's really just to keep the, the thing floating. It's not, Something for profit. somebody to have at the merchandise booth at every show too, <laughs> which right. is key. And we also, yeah, and we also have a a, a merch store yeah. uh, where people can you know they they can sell merch on there. Uh, we have that all set up, so it's basically a one stop shop. It's not um, anything super extensive or anything, but it's something that 
it's a it's a starting point. It's 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 um you know first base. Yep. And then you know we'll help as much as we can, but but they don't have to go through a lot of the hassle that it takes to to get it out there. And yep. so that that was the whole reason we did it. You know, it's like I not only do I not want to go through this kind of crap, but <laughs> if I can provide something, you know, where other people don't have to then then let's do it let's let's create something really simple so it's kind of like uh you know it's just kind of like we we shove the ship out to shore you know what i mean that's that's what we want to do so um you know that was the whole point of it and plus you know of course my own interest in that is uh that my music's safe and my my records are safe and i have complete control over them that's terrific now again the website where people can find out more information Tonehouserecords.com. T-O-N-E-H-O-U-S-E. Yeah, Tonehouserecords.com. Got, got it. Okay, cool. Done. Um, man, uh, you mentioned DC4 just a moment ago. Uh, for those in the no- that might not be in the know, DC4 is a, a band that Jeff has with his two brothers, um, Sean and Matt, along with Rowan Robertson. And it's talk about family, dude. This is your brothers, <laughs> and they have yeah. this, they have this this great band out, the killer band. And you guys have been working on some new material too, correct? Yeah, yeah. We, um, you know, DC Four has been on hiatus for a while, and just because everybody's busy, familiar, right? Yeah, yeah. And just for anybody who's who's familiar with DC Four and wondering, it's still a band. It's not over. It's not any of that. Um, it's just been on a hiatus for a while. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to put out, um, the plan for DC four right now is we're going to put out a compilation CD, um, you know, tracks from certain, uh, you know, we've made four albums. So, um, we're going to put out a compilation CD with probably three new tracks on it and, uh, you know, put out a single and, um, and that's what, that's what the plan is. So we're, you know, we're going to, we're going to turn that engine on again pretty quick here and put out some new music. So, um, it's a, it's about time to do that. And, you know, we were going to do it sooner than this, but shit happened, you know? Right. Now, again, we'll, we'll, people will be able to find this out at, uh, which website will be able to be in the main place where people can go and find out more about DC four. Oh yeah. It'll be put out under our label, uh, tone house Records. I was, that was what I was hoping. Good. Awesome. Terrific. Well, yeah, that's, that's home base. That's home base for, for any of that, any of that stuff. Terrific. Terrific. Jeff, dude, I can't tell you enough how, uh, how, uh, how much fun it always is talking to you, man. I mean, you know, we, we didn't even get to say where's Eddie. Like we always do. (laughs) Yeah. We know that. Don't we? Um, (laughs) uh, yeah, man. Well, you know, it's, it's always, you know, you, uh, you know, we've always had a great time conversing and, and, and you've always been extremely supportive and, and all of that. So, you know, you know, me and, and my brothers and DC four and all, you know, we appreciate, you know, very much, man. You, and you've always been a good buddy. So, well, again, I, I can't not tell you how impressed and how much I'm in love with all this music that we just talked about and uh, looking forward to more of it, man. So again, I'll keep an eye out. I'll keep my ear to the ground as I always do for more stuff. And then anytime I'm in Vegas, I'll always look you up. So, and then uh, hopefully LA too. So come on down, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, man. We got, we got, we, we got, got to thanks- do the hang sometime. <laughs> well, we got Thanksgiving coming up. So I would imagine you're coming to see the family or are they coming to see you or. 
How does, how does that work with the Duncan clan these days? <laughs> yeah, well, I won't be able to go out there this this year just because I got a, other stuff going on. But um, uh, probably Christmas time, I'll see them. Cool. All right, again, uh, Jeff Duncan from uh, various bands, including Armored Saint, <laughs> Solo, and uh, DC4. And then, dude, you got gigs going out in Vegas every now and then, too, correct? Where can people see you when they're out in Vegas? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people like to visit. Where can, they, where can they watch you rock live? You got any gigs coming up in the next little hmm. while? I don't, have anything, I don't have anything coming up here right now. Um, but, you know, you never know. I mean, tomorrow I could. So, but... Um, uh, I play. I do a lot of gigs um, out at uh, Counts Vamped, um, which is an awesome club. Yep, and that's the Rock Club of Vegas, them. man. That's that's a visit for yeah, me man. every time I go. Yeah, Danny. Uh, you know, uh, Danny Coker, who people know from Counting Cars. You know, it's his place, and his wife Corey. You know, they're just awesome people, and they've always been so cool to me. And uh, not only that, but that's a. But, but it's a fantastic rock venue. It's one of my, it's one of the best in the country. I'm telling you, it's just an awesome, an awesome place. And, and uh, I really enjoy playing there. And, and uh, you know, it's become a second home for me here in Vegas. Awesome. Well, again, hang on the line just for a moment. My thanks again to uh, Jeff Duncan and uh, check it out. You guys will be glad you did. This is Junk Man. You're listening to Junk Man Radio. I love playing the new stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. And this particular band. I'm all about, have been since the beginning. I'm talking about Hailstorm, who are in the midst of a tour, along with Evanescence and Plush. Uh, This is a brand new one. They've got a new record coming out uh, again this spring, 22. And this is the first track from it, and it's called Back from the Dead. (laughs) I love it. Hailstorm right here on Junkman Radio. Coming into 
Junkman Radio, wrapping up another set of great rock and roll right here at Orange County Sound Studios in Anaheim, California, the home of Junkman Radio <laughs> since the get-go. All right, started this set out with a brand new one from a hailstorm and a song called Back from the Dead. I hope you enjoyed that, man. I hope you got to see hailstorm this time around. I, I was bummed I, I couldn't get to the show that was close to me. But uh, hopefully they'll have another second half of the tour because it was a great triple bill. It was Hailstorm, Evanescence, and Plush, the new band featuring uh, Mariah Formica, or Formica, I should say. Uh, I knew I was going to mess that up (laughs) because it's so easy to say Formica for me, you know. Anyway, uh, yeah, she was on the show recently, and I really am all about that band. They're awesome, and all three of those bands, actually, you know. And it's great to see ladies fronting bands a triple bill, and sold out just about every show. So, very cool to see. But, uh, yeah, brand new Hailstorm when the album will be out in February 22. Back from the Dead, that particular track. Good stuff, as always, from our good friends Hailstorm. Adelita's Way, band out of Las Vegas, and a great song called Bad Reputation followed that. Uh, went to uh, the Aftershock Festival in Sacramento recently and got my first look and listen of Mammoth WVH, also known as uh, Wolfgang Van Halen's band. And they were awesome. Absolutely awesome. Everything you would expect them to be, you know, in every way. Great sound and great songs. And that particular one, You're to Blame, probably my favorite off that album, which every song on it's great. But that particular one is just a standout to me. And I love to play it. But I hope you enjoyed that one. You're to Blame from Mammoth WVH. I played the Black Moods, who I also saw that same day at the Aftershock Festival in Sacramento. And uh, the Black Moods, great band. Um, Singer's been on my show here at Junkman Radio before. And a cool song called Bad News that I like a lot. And again, at that same festival, I'd hate to... You know what? I didn't even plan that. I just realized that all three of those bands played that same day at the Aftershock Festival. Seether wrapped that set up with Bruised and Bloodied from their latest album. So, how about that? What a dink! <laughs> Another junk band radio phenomenon. But, uh, yeah, Seether, a very, very cool band out of South Africa. Great songs. Always great songs out of that band. They're they're very consistent. And again, uh, a lot of the stuff that I like about young rock music. Always. Old rock music is great, too. But uh, especially, you know, when when they do things like, well, for instance, come out with new albums. Yeah, that's great when older rockers, you know what, I don't want to go too far back, but uh, some of them have been around for a long time. 
people like uh, what I'm about to play for you, too. I'm talking about Adrian Smith from Iron Maiden and Richie Kotzen from numerous bands, including his solo record and bands like uh, Winery Dogs and uh, such. Um, they've collaborated on, a, on an album, and they just came out with a brand new EP, and I'm going to play a track from that EP for you right now. This is brand new from Adrian Smith and Kotzen, better known as Smith Kotzen. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy this with Adrian doing a lot of the vocals on this. This is called Better Days. And it's a cool tune. And again, brand new from Smith Kotzen right here on Junk Band Radio. Enjoy. Yeah. 
Radio getting you fired up with Airborne from uh, Australia and Running Wild. Tell me that one. Well, you know what? You're, you're getting ready to go out someplace. You know, you're getting ready to do something you really like and you get in the car and you're just ready to go. Adrenaline's running. That one right there will fire you up. Absolutely. Or anything else. You know, I go to the gym. You know, things that I've done a million times to that particular song. <laughs> I hope you can do that as well. That's my point. So, running wild. Great band. I hope to see them around soon now that things are opened up again for live music and things like that. It's been a while, and I need an airborne fix. Thunder Mother, another band that I really, really like a lot. A bunch of ladies from Scandinavia that kick ass. <laughs> as you know, I had uh, singer Guernica Mancina on my show uh you know, a while back, and we talked about this and all other things, uh, Thunder Mother. I played Driving in Style. Again, get in the car, hit that one. You're raring to go, man. Zero to 60 in no time flat. But, uh, yeah, that's a band that I want to see live. I'm really looking forward to seeing them sometime maybe in the next year. Silver Thorn, before that, also appeared on the Junk Band Radio Show. Brian, drummer Brian Tishy. And that particular project with a great song called Tear the Sky Wide Open preceded Thunder Mother. Um, Cool bunch of buddies of mine from Columbus, Ohio, entitled, their band is called South of Eden. And the song is entitled The Talk, which is the title track of their EP. I recently spoke with them and uh, they've got more music and looking to do some more things. But a cool rock band, very cool rock band. Um, I would, you know, a very retro sounding kind of style, but just great all the way around. Just trust me, you'll like them. South of Eden, but that one was called The Talk, which is, again, the title track of their record. Uh, I went way back in my my crates, you know. Every now and then I'll dig in the crates and find something I haven't played in a while. And that one, a solo record from Vinnie Moore who is, uh, he's now, well, he was playing guitar with UFO, but I guess they're no more. But uh, he's done a lot of other things, but that one was called Meltdown. And uh, I love that song, I always have. It's kind of a theme song for me in a lot of ways, but uh, just a cool tune. And I believe Joe Franco is playing drums on that. Joe, uh, for many years, was the drummer for a band out of New York called The Good Rats. And he played with Twisted Sister, and he played with a few other bands too, but uh, good guys. 
But that particular record right there just gets me fired up. Meltdown is the name of that. And then I started things out with a brand new one from Adrian Smith and Richie Cotton, a.k.a. Smith Cotton. And from their new EP, that is called Better Days. I hope you enjoyed that. It's a great song. Um, man, I'm telling you, just so much great music coming out right about now. It's just a really, really, really good time for rock and roll. And continue with that, you know, um, thoughts always happen around when they do the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions and things like that. And again, they missed out on quite a few. But uh, this particular lady, I'm sure, will eventually get in there because she's very deserving and she's got a great new record out. Uh, The title track right here of which I'm about to play for you. This is Susie Quattro and The Devil in Me, new from her. On Junk Band Radio, crank it up.
Junk Man Radio. Wrapping that set up, man. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> wow. Begin and ending with uh, a couple of the lovely ladies actually featured throughout that set with some of the lovely ladies of rock that are kicking ass. Started it out with the new one from Susie Quattro and The Devil in Me, the title track for her latest album. Yeah, latest album. Brand new, Steve, uh, Susie Quattro. It's been many years, but uh, she's back. She's rocking and kicking ass. I don't know whether you've... Uh, seen the Suzy Q documentary on TV, but it's really cool. So, uh, gives you lots of insight into uh, into Suzy's life and uh, what a groundbreaker she was, especially for women in rock, you know? And totally, totally deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and hopefully they'll figure that out and get her in there. Smithereens followed that. Uh, Scotch Plains, New Jersey's own. Smithereens, and from their 2011 release, One Look at You. Very beatle kind of song, you know, which, you know what, they've been known to uh, to follow that path, you know, uh, especially with uh, their late lead singer, Pat Denisio. He was really, really into that kind of jangly, harmony-laden backbeat vocals, as were the rest of the guys in the band, who are still incidentally playing, of course, um, with uh, a couple of different people filling in on lead vocals, Marshall Crenshaw for one, and uh, Robin Wilson from Gin Blossoms being another. So you can still see the smithereens out there, man, which is awesome because they're such a great band. I love them. Greta Van Fleet and My Way Soon. Greta Van Fleet wrapping up a great big tour that they uh, blew through many towns, you know, and just kind of focusing on uh, their latest material and other things just... Man, I'm telling you, that band is continuing to grow, and I like that. Uh, you could definitely get an influence of not only some 70s bands, which have been talked about, but the band that followed them, Big Star. I kind of noticed that a little bit, too. Alex Chilton and Big Star from the 70s, When My Baby's Beside Me, followed Greta Van Fleet. Also played Soraya, whose lead singer, Zuzu Mansour, has been on Junk Band Radio here, and... uh that's from their latest. That's called Tight Lipped. And uh, just a rocking tune. Man, great band. I want to see them live. Looking forward to that. And I finished off the set with uh, the lovely Cherie Curry from The Runaways and has been on her own for a while and done so many good things and a good friend to me. And uh, that particular one was uh, her version of the remake of Queens of Noise from The Runaways. And that one uh, fig, uh, featured some of her friends on it, including uh, actress, singer Juliette Lewis and others. And uh, just a great version of it. That's from her Boulevards of Splendor release and uh, Queens of Noise. Good stuff, huh? Love it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Here at Junk Band Radio, we like to help uh, salute our sponsors. And one of our sponsors who gives us lots of music is our good friends at VintageRock.com. And what I like to do is salute them each and every show with what I call the VintageRock.com six-pack. Six songs of a particular genre or a band or whatever. And uh, play six songs in a row from them. Um, Well, again, VintageRock.com is a quote-unquote classic rock website. You know, they've they've, uh, celebrated the, the careers of... 
of uh, established bands and bands that have uh, gone through the rock and roll era, anything from the 50s on up, and uh, done such a great job of continuing their website with lots of reviews and giveaways and articles, and of which I've contributed quite a bit over the years. So anyway, a good salute to them. Today, I've decided to uh, salute the Long Beach area band Stone Temple Pilots, who came on the scene a number of years ago and have continued to put out great music in spite of, well, they're now on their third lead singer, um, two of them who have passed on. And uh, technically fourth, but, you know, as Stone Temple Pilots, this is how it is. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to start and end with uh, tracks from the great Scott Weiland, the late great Scott Weiland, (coughs) and also include uh, their other singers, which I will talk about at the end of the set. But enjoy this, kick back, and enjoy a VintageRock.com six-pack of Stone Temple Pilots. Crank it!
Rock.com
Junkman Radio. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I do that? Yeah. Very nice, huh? <laughs> All right. Wrapping up a VintageRock.com six-pack of Stone Temple Pilots music. How about that? From Long Beach, California. And uh, a band that went through uh, lots of different stuff. Um, their singer, of course, Scott Weiland, who, who I alluded to uh, earlier, you know, he had a he had a bit of a drug problem. Actually, died of it eventually, and uh, he was kind of in and out of the band. They went through different singers and different uh, things, and I uh, included some songs from some of their other singers as well as Scott. Of course, started out with Cracker Man, which is probably my favorite song by them with Scott um, from their first record. And just about the, as rocking as they get right there, you know. It's such a great song. And uh, Cracker Man, the name of that. I, uh, I played from their EP that they did with Chester Bennington, who was the singer for Lincoln Park as well. And uh, they ended up with Chester, who was technically their third singer. All right, I'll tell you why, how this all goes, okay? In case you don't know the story of Stone Temple Pilots, you know? Scott Weiland, the singer, yeah, had a drug problem, had to leave the band. While he was going through a bit of a rehab or a reorganizing of his life, they decided to regroup as a band called Talk Show. And they got her from the band called the Ten Inch Men who were their friends from Long Beach, and they came out with an album called Talk Show. That didn't work out for one reason or another, probably the fact that Scott had supposedly cleaned up and uh, he came back into the band again. Well, they they recorded a few albums with them. They did pretty well. And then um, he left the band once again. He was working with the band Velvet Revolver and uh, a few other things. And had his drug issues going on and things like that. So uh, they got the singer from Lincoln Park, Chester Bennington, to sing with them. And they came out with this great EP. And I've included this particular song and another one on that set. Uh, the first one I included was the song Cry, Cry, which is such a great song. Oh, man. Every song on that EP just, it, they nailed it. Well, um, Chester ended up dying as well. Um, some say suicide, some say other things, uh, who knows? Um, I'm not one to judge or to say what was the official cause. I really, I'm not too sure. I got to meet Chester a couple times and he was a nice guy and a great, great talent. Got to see them live with him twice. And that was just a great pairing. And now they have a singer by the name of Jeff Gutt, who is a terrific terrific singer and frontman, and it seems to be going pretty well. And I played a song called Meadow from uh, one of the albums they've recorded, too, with Jeff, and that one uh, right there from their self-titled Stone Temple Pilots album. Uh, great song called Meadow. All right, uh, back to Chester Bennington again, uh, singing for them for from the EP, a great tune called Black Heart, and I really enjoy that one a lot. Um, from, I believe, Scott Weiland's last album with Stone Temple Pilots, we go went to Hickory Dichotomy, which is just, it's such a funky name and just a cool groove to that particular song. I really enjoyed that one. And then closed it out with a big hit for them entitled Vaseline. 
So I hope you enjoyed that VintageRock.com six-pack of Stone Temple Pilots music. And uh, again, check out VintageRock.com. Great website. All kinds of interesting things to read about and to check out in terms of the quote-unquote classic rock genre, which covers basically everything in rock, you know? And, uh, you know, I've contributed quite a few things there. So if you like what I do, hey, check it out. VintageRock.com. All right. Um, about out of here for today. I hope you enjoyed the show. It's nice to be back in the saddle again. I took a little time off and hope you enjoyed the show and everything that goes along with it. Check out OC Sound Studios. If you're ever in Anaheim, California, and you need to uh, record your band or rehearse your band and or anything else, podcasts, whatever you like, there's a lot of room over here. It's a very cool place. And uh, I'm going to leave you with uh, something from Cactus. That's right. Carmine Apiece and the band Cactus reformed and did a record with uh, some interesting folks on it. This is a, a track called Tightrope. I'll see you next time. It's Junk Band Radio. Crank this up.
Jump, man. 